Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 588 recorded live on St. Patrick's Day, Sunday, March 17th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who's talked about Baby Shark more times than me today, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who is surprised by that fact, Andy Lowe, hi. I mean, talk about is is maybe not the right words, but sung slash heard Baby Shark. So, before we started recording, Andy's doing the, like, safe at last do 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 I'm like, that's the second time I've heard Baby Shark today. Mm-hmm, yes, because uh, Isaac was eating lunch and, I guess, did the Baby Shark hand motion. Yeah. And so, we have, you know, our Amazon Echo is, you know... It's our it's our uh, baby song jukebox. <laughs> or sometimes, you know, after after meals, he'll just, you know, go over there and, you know, spin his hands around, which is wheels on the bus. Or he'll do the, the, the baby shark motion, which is baby shark. Uh, he'll spin around. That's the hokey pokey. Um, and so you have your, your Alexa sing for him? Yes. Well, not sing, because that's an actual Easter egg sort of thing there. Yeah. So if, yeah, if you ask your echo to sing, um, it will sing a song in the uh, in the voice, the Alexa voice. Yes. Um, but if you actually ask her to play a song, then she'll go to Amazon Music and play a song. So, yes, that is what uh, that is what she has succumbed to now. Yeah. Trivia for me, Baby Shark, Baby right. Shark for Isaac. I was over at my friend's playing Pathfinder this morning. 8 a.m. start time. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy right now. Um, so yeah, 8 a.m. start time, and they have a they have an infant. They have a toddler. Sorry, not an infant anymore. It's a toddler, about the same age as Isaac. And so I I am her favorite jungle gym. Like anytime I'm over there, she just loves climbing all over me, crawling into my lap, lifting herself up. If I hold my arm out, she hangs from it. Oh jeez. So, like, I'm getting a bit of a workout doing this, but, like, part way through I did start a baby shark dude. I don't think she's ever seen it. I don't think they've ever shown her baby shark. They haven't? I don't think they've shown her baby shark. Okay. I, I don't think they want to open that can of worms. It's not that bad. No, no, it's not. You know, it's... Until you hear it, like, 30 times in a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I've had a cup of coffee and a balls, and I'm still, like, half asleep. You know what that means is you actually got up before me this morning. I got up. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready to hear this? Okay. My alarm, I will go and and pull up my alarm on my phone, is set for 5.56 (laughs) a.m. Holy crap, that's that's earlier than I get up during the week. Yep. Sacrifices you make for your craft. Yeah, I'll just wait until you find out that that's actually every day. Is that every day for you? That is every day. Well, it's not the weekend. It's every day during the week. It's not the weekend. Ah. I've been trying to get to like a, a slightly more normal-ish sleep schedule. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, first alarm is 640 for me during the week. Yeah. And then the weekend is um, uh, basically whenever Isaac gets up. <laughs> <laughs> Except normally, normally, uh, Kate will do Saturday mornings and then I will do Sunday mornings. Okay. So you get to sleep in on Saturday. Yes. But you know, sleeping in for me is like nine thirty. Yeah. Uh, sleeping in for me is like way later. So my alarm is set that early, but I, I will sometimes just be like, and no, go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got a three alarm system now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yesterday, I got out of bed at like two. Oh, like I got up actually and got out of bed around noon, but then I went back to sleep. I was I was so tired yesterday. I was so absolutely exhausted. It was a hard work uh, week at work. What was I do? Oh yeah, no, yeah, we had the uh, the funeral stuff to deal with. Ah. So we missed the tornadoes, though. So that was a plus. There were tornadoes. Yeah, there was like, I think, two of them in Michigan on Thursday. There was a false report of an active shooter in Ann Arbor. Yep. Saw that. That was posted on our thing there that, you know, they because the the Michigan University of Michigan Public Safety. Is Mm -hmm. that what they call themselves? Or is it the Michigan University of Michigan Police Department? It's essentially the police department. Yeah, they had posted. I believe it's the Department of Public Safety. Yeah, they had posted onto their uh, Twitter page that, you know, we picked up at work. So people were like, you know, are we going to, you know, do we need to break in for this? That sort of stuff there. And I'm just like, no, let's actually wait to see what happens first. Yeah. Yeah. No, supposedly people were popping. And balloons. Yep. In Mason Hall. Hi. Gunshots, I, I don't know if they sound like balloon popping. Uh... There was a lot of backlash, though, on Twitter for the uh, run, hide, fight. Because that's what was posted on the Twitter. was like, hey, we think there might be an active shooter. Run, hide, fight. Uh, why? That sounds like a a, a good three-step plan. Yeah, like that is what you're supposed to do in an active shooter situation. Yeah, if you can run, Run you run. If If you you can't, hide. Yeah. If they find you, fight. Yeah, Yeah, that's... (laughs) That makes perfect sense. I oh, yep. people on Twitter, man. Yeah, one person's like, if you know, well, if I'm in that situation, I'm just going to pull out the the concealed carry that I have and end it right there. And someone else is like, no, you idiot. If you're walking around in a situation with an active shooter and you have a gun, you are the active shooter. Yes, the police will shoot you. Yep. That is, you know, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the real deal. So, yeah, that, that was a thing. Um, you saw a movie this week, though, right? right? Yes. Yes, I did. Now I get to talk about it? I, I suppose, yes. Spoiler alerts? Hold on. Let me mark this down. Time on the roundup is 10 minutes and two seconds. All right. Okay. Shall okay. we begin? I don't remember most of the movie. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to go see it a second time. I'm considering seeing it a second time. I haven't had a chance. Andy, I slept in until 2 o'clock yesterday. And then I went back to bed until like 4. Do you know what got me out of bed yesterday? Uh, Dinner. Basically, it was a friend texting and saying like, hey, we're going to go out for dinner tonight. Do you guys want to come? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, dinner is at 6. I'm like, I guess I should get up and get dressed. (laughs) The life without children. (laughs) When did you get up? When Isaac gets up. Yep. Yep. I didn't have to worry about that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I, you know, Good. I, it was not, you know, my favorite thing. And I kind of agree with Kate. At one point she said that Brie Larson looked like she was playing Captain Marvel in an Edgar suit. Okay. So she I, was, I wonder how much of that was Brie Larson and how much of that was like, this is the character that you're going for and the, the direction. Like, how much of that was the director's fault? I don't know. Because she's supposed to be this person who's, like, controlling her emotions the whole time. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the whole shtick with the Star Force is, like, you have to control your emotion. You know, yeah, do not let your emotions, you know, get the best of you. You must, you know. Right. And, like, she acted that way. 
But, you know, and then she, you know, then she channeled her emotions and used that. But then, you know, then I watched the latest Endgame trailer, which I agree with somebody. I forgot who it was at Marvel, but somebody at Marvel said, OK, we need to stop with the trailers. No yes. more end, no more Endgame trailers. There, there won't be any movie left. <laughs> They're on their third trailer. Well, it is supposedly a three hour movie. Holy crap. I honestly, oh if it's three hours, I feel like we need to honestly have a Gone with the Wind intermission. <laughs> how how long was Gone with the Wind movie? I don't know. Wind You're looking movie. It up. Yeah, I'm lo- looking it's it up right time. now. Uh, three hours and 58 minutes. That's a four hour long movie. Yes. Jesus. But that also include the overture intermission and exit minutes. Uh, so, you know, actual movie length would be shorter than that. Are you going to give me an actual length or no? No, you're not. Uh, the running time is going to uh, just under 221 minutes after you cut out the rest of the stuff. So <laughs> there's really what, 19 minutes of that? 18 minutes of that is just overture intermission and exit music. Okay. Titanic was three hours, 15 minutes. Yeah, and did very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I, f- I feel like, you know, would, would you want to just have a short little, like... Like a bathroom break. Five-minute bathroom break in the middle there? I mean, it would have to be more than five minutes. True. You have an entire theater of people who would be going to use the bathroom and going to refill popcorn. I wonder but, if I could get yeah, a actually, popcorn if, refill if that was like from the Built app. into the movie. What? The, our movie theater has an app now where you could actually order the food and have it delivered to your seat. Yeah. From the app. I wonder if you could do that for refills. <laughs> you, you send a thing in the app going, hey, I, could I get a refill on our popcorn and pop? And then they would just come to you. They bring it. Yep. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That's what they need. <laughs> That's what, um... The Alamo had the Alamo. You could actually, you know, you would be in your seat. And then if you wanted to refill on your popcorn or pop, you just put a little note on there saying like, you know, refill for this, that and the other thing. And they would actually come and bring you, you know, your refills, which sometimes they were a little slow on that. So we would always request a refill ahead of time. But be like, well, I'm getting low refill request. Yep. Our our theater is getting closer and closer and closer to that, but it is still not there. Mm-hmm. No, we ha- we have the recliner seats, which is good. We have the pick your seats, which is good. We yeah. have the ordering from the app, which is good. Yeah, we don't have that part. We have the recliner seats and the the reserved seats. The uh, uh, let's see, we have five dollar hot dogs on Tuesday, which is nice. Please. $6 movies on Tuesday. Yeah, the movies are $6 for us on Tuesday as well. So we saw How to Train Your Dragon, um, Large Popcorn, Large Pop, uh, Two Hot Dogs, and Captain Marvel. So two movies, nice. two movies, Pop, Popcorn, and Lunch in the middle. And I think we got out of there for under... Under sixty bucks. Yeah, it was twenty four for the tickets, and then twelve for lunch. Thirty six. Yeah, we got we got two movies and pop and popcorn and lunch for under sixty bucks. Not bad. That's not bad at all. <laughs> In today's environment, that's not bad at all. Yep. But I yeah, it was interesting. You know, I expected the scrolls to you know be the scrolls from the comics. Oh, so here's where the spoilers come in. I mean, they are the scrolls from the comics. They're just you know nice. Yeah, but Talos was specifically named. Yeah, and he's a specific guy from the comics. Was he? Yeah. I mean, I I assume so, but 
Talos Skrull. Who was he? He was the main Skrull in the movie. Yeah, no, I know who he was in the movie. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out who he was in the comics. Uh, I think he was in the comics. He, he was. Oh, he doesn't shapeshift in the comics. No, because there was a thing about the DNA that somehow are able to keep the scrolls from actually shifting. Mm. So, you know, it was... Uh, it, it, it was surprising in the movie to take that... You know, I, I understand that, you know, it, you, MCU sometimes just wants to throw things on their head. I mean, throw things... Yeah, well, they, it's a different universe. Yeah. It's not the comics. No, that I is mean, true. Andy, what movie kicked off the MCU? Iron Man. What was the ending of Iron Man? Tony Stark saying that he's Iron Man, which, yeah, no, was not part of the comics. <laughs> right. I mean, eventually it was. Yes, but not right away. At Civil War, in fact. The comic Civil War, not the movie Civil War. So the question is, how quickly uh, are, are, do you already have your tickets for Endgame? I, so I was actually just on the theater's website. I don't think they're out yet. Are they not out yet? Oh. Like, I'm looking for, I'm looking around to buying tickets, and I don't think... When is it released? In March 8th? No. No, that was Captain Marvel, sorry. That, that was, no. <laughs> uh, one line claims, um, Endgame tickets go on sale on April 2nd. Okay, but what date is the movie? May May something <laughs> should okay. know this right? Yeah. No, sorry. April twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. April twenty sixth. Yes. Uh, does not have the ability to purchase tickets on April twenty sixth. I have April twenty fourth. I have April twenty ninth. But if I look at April twenty ninth, it is not uh, Avengers. Oh wow! There's some things that I can buy tickets for on July second. Oh, it's probably some of those uh... one off. Yeah. Yep. They're doing some really cool things at this theater. They are, um, what was I, oh, uh, they're doing an IMAX Discovery series at, um, our theater. So they, you know, like the, the, the things you would normally see at like, you know, the Science Center, those type of IMAX things. They're just throwing a bunch of those out there that you can see for cheap. Neat. So yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the IMAX thing of like the International Space Station and some other things there. I thought, oh, that's a kind of a neat idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it seems that, yeah, no, no tickets yet. Hopefully soon. April 2nd. April, uh, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what people are saying, April 2nd, so. I'll have to be sure to check that out Mm -hmm. on April 2nd, buy a bunch of tickets. Do I want to see it opening night? Hmm. It's a three hour long movie. (laughs) In theory, yes. No, the official runtime hasn't been announced yet either. So three, like seeing that opening night means you're not getting home until like one or two in the morning. Well, they're, the midnight releases are no longer at midnight. You know that, right? Right, they're much earlier than that. Yeah. But even that, you're, it's still going to be like 1 or 2 in the morning. No, and I, if the movie starts at 10, it's not done until 11. Until I've, seen, I've seen midnight releases start as early as 7 p.m. Okay, I could do that. I mean, at that point, it's like, really? You know, that's why don't you just say it's actually coming out on the day before? The day before, yeah. Because this way they can include the Thursday numbers in the weekend box office. Yep. Which is what they all do. Yep. Right, they, they all include the Thursday numbers in the weekend box office for the first weekend. <sighs> so what else did, I mean, let's get back to the movie itself. What did you think about it? Like, you liked it. Cool. What about it? Um, well, it kept you on your toes, you know. I, you know, it, I had a suspicion 
that, you know, it was all, you know, what's up is down, what's left is right. But, you know, it didn't didn't really show up until the end. It's kind of, It was almost like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I'm like, I know there's a twist coming. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know there's a twist coming. There's a twist. Um... So the two things that, that when I talk to people about the movie, like there's there's usually one of two things that stands out to them. One is uh, people tend to be very opinionated about Nick Fury and the eye patch. Okay. And and about whether or not it was a throwaway or uh, a lot of people saying like they didn't take it very seriously that like why it was just a cat. Like, come on. So did you have anything to say about the, the eye patch? No, it made sense to me. I mean, it's he got scratched by an alien. I mean, who knows what that's actually going to cause. I mean, it's an alien that was in the shape of a cat. Yes, but it's not an actual cat. You know, that's why, like, Rocket Raccoon, you know, looks like a raccoon, but he's not actually a raccoon. Uh, Rocket is a raccoon. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I thought he wasn't, you know, I thought he was something that looked like a raccoon, but actually... Rocket is an actual raccoon. Okay, now I'm reading the the back here. Okay, genetically modified. Yep. Companion animals. Oh, so like a like a service dog, but okay. Meanwhile, Chewy. Nope, sorry, not Chewy. Goose. Yes, right. Goose. They named he's Chewy in the comics. Yes. Uh, Chewy or Goose is a a flurkin who has taken the shape of a cat. Or, or more so, like, Flurkin just um, resemble cats. It's still, that was, like, the scene stealer of the, the movie a bit. The cat? Yeah. Yes. But, no, I, I, I had no problem with the eye patch thing. I don't, I, you know... <laughs> It you know sets him up in the in yeah, the rest of the MCU. It was kind of like lame. What what? How would you rather have had Fury get his eye patch? I I don't know is the thing. Like I'm just not sure. In any case, I know people who were much less pleased about it than I was. I I was kind of okay with it. I thought it was kind of silly. Did uh, the de-aged Coulson look a little weird to you? A little. I'm willing to give them that. You know, Nick Fury looked okay de-aged, but Coulson just was seemed... A little, little uncanny valley going there? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Just just a little. Um, I was a little sad. Oh, so so number one is, is Fury's eye. Number two, before I get too off track, how did Captain Marvell get the Tesseract? Uh, because she was part of Project Pegasus. Do, do I need to go through this timeline for you? I mean, I know she was part of Project Pegasus. Yes. But Project Pegasus was run by NASA and the military. Yes. Not by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. had the Tesseract. In fact, Howard Stark had the Tesseract. And my guess is Howard Stark basically, you know, loaned it. Gave it to the military? Or NASA. Does, Does that sound like something that Howard Stark would do based on what we know of Howard Stark? I have a feeling that, you know, he, after Howard Stark passed away, which granted wasn't until 1990-something, I believe Howard Stark passed away in 1997 when he was murdered by the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait a second, that's right around the same time. It's actually later. Yeah, because uh, the, the Stanley cameo puts it at 95 for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And the accident happened six years before that. So it would have been in 89, and Project Pegasus would not have started in 89. Let's see, S.H.I.E.L.D. was... When did Ant-Man, that first scene of Ant-Man, happen? Hank Pym? Yeah. Uh, that was in the 60s? 
Because that would have been around like Cold War Cuban Missile Crisis era. No, no, not not the missile scene. The one where Hank Pym clocks the guy. Or Hank Pym clocks the guy. Yeah, they're they're meeting at the uh, the trice the 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 triscalian. 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 In Ant Man. Yeah. Because it had uh, it had Peggy Carter in that scene. Peggy Carter's game with Howard Stark. When what year was that? I feel like that was you know there was a date listed on that, but I'd have to look. 1989s. Uh, Hank Pym resigns from Shield after discovering the attempt to replicate his Ant Man shrinking technology. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Shield was you know big and around in '89. Right. So, so they wouldn't have let NASA and the U.S. US military oh. have the Tesseract. Because, yes, when... uh... Certainly, if they had given it to her, they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt she was an alien. I don't know. Because the the entire time with... um, I could see the the Red Skull was using the Tesseract as an energy source, not as a gateway. Right. Which, you know, that's what... My guess (laughs) is that's what the basis of the... um, Because the the Tesseract was then discovered by Howard Stark when he was looking for Captain America. So it probably would have fallen under the jurisdiction of the Captain America project, which was a joint venture between the military and S.H.I.E.L.D. No, 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 no. Andy, the Captain America project, the super soldier project had stopped. Remember, Erskine was dead? Yeah, you're right. Come on, Howard Stark would not have turned it over. I'm not sure he even would have given it to S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Yeah, that's... Now Now you're making me doubt myself. Right. Why did she have the Tesseract if S.H.I.E.L.D. was still, you know, big? Whole. She had the Tesseract because they needed her to have the Tesseract. Although it was nice to see it in its, like, cubic form again. And not crushed like the dreams of a poor little orphan boy. Yeah. Although, I, I, man, I still see people calling it the Cosmic Cube. It's not the Cosmic Cube. Maybe that. Ooh. Oh, that could be fun. What? Well, what are they going to do after Infinity War? Spider-Man Far From Home? Yes, but not singularly. What are they going to build towards? Galactus? They'd have to pull in the Fantastic Four. Disney Fox merger? Yeah, I know they got it. I'm well aware of it. But still, like, Galactus is is usually a Fantastic Four threat, not an Avengers threat. The deal supposedly will be closed by March 20th. So, yeah, you bring the Fantastic Four in. Yeah, which is cool. I'm totally for it. It'll be really awkward when Captain America uh, meets the Human Torch. (laughs) I fully expect there to be a joke just for that, like, 5% who get it. If Captain America survives, endgame. Yep. Well, it depends. How closely will the MCU embrace uh, Stan Lee's illusion of change? He said the comics always have an illusion of change, where, you know, a huge event happens, and then eventually it kind of resets back to normal. Yes. But, like, you have to deal with the fallout in between, and that's what the stories are. So, is, I mean, that's that's what's happening with Infinity War and Endgame, right? I, I, Shit yeah. happened. Yes. The world is different. It will eventually come back. But I feel like after 20 movies in 10 years, that's a good, that's a good chunk. Yeah, they could just stop. It's like, we're done. They're not going to stop. How many more... <laughs> How many movies they are keep, already in the pipeline? They keep making more money. 
so much money. Black Panther 2 is in the pipeline. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is in the pipeline. Captain Marvel 2 may be a thing. Uh, Black Widow. These are the ones that are actually announced. A Black Widow movie. Yep. Neat. Filming is expected to begin in June 2019. Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3 with James Gunn. James Gunn is back. <laughs> Disney just waited for the whole thing to blow over. Do you see that... Um, Fox is also uh, putting Neil deGrasse Tyson back. Back where? They they suspended his shows. Oh. Due to the why? sexual assault allegations against him. Oh, okay. They said that they finished their investigation and they are reinstating him for Star Talk and uh, the next season of Cosmos. Cool. Um, okay, so yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Internals. Um, I, who are The Internals? I don't know. A fictional species of humanity appearing in comic books published by Marvel. They are described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth, based off of the Celestials. Hmm, so that's a thing. Uh, an untitled Black Panther sequel. Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor Strange sequel, and Blade. They're remaking Blade? Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes, who played Blade, uh, stated that he had discussions with Marvel to reprise the role. That's hilarious. Maybe he needs some more money, and then hopefully will not... Um... <laughs> um... <laughs> Was he in any of the Expendable movies? So yeah, no, I'm looking at these current up, up, upcoming ones. There are a lot of grounded outside of the Guardians. Yep. So yeah. what are they going to do as the overarching plot? Like, phase one was setting up the Avengers. Yes. Phase two was setting up the uh, strife between them. Phase three is building towards Thanos and the stones. And so now we're going into phase four. So what's it going to be in phase four? Is it just phase four is, is a reset that they're going to... You know, put in a different Iron Man and a different uh, Captain America. And, like, they're still introducing characters, so that's still kind of weird to, like, start replacing people. But at the same time, all the original actors are like, can I stop now? Are we done? Can I get off this merry-go-round? Robert Downey Jr. is, like, he's been in a bunch of these. But yeah. what if they build towards the Cosmic Cube? Do you know what the Cosmic Cube is? Slash does. <sighs> Is that the one that can recreate, um, it's like recreate realities or something? Right. So it's, it's kind of like the reality stone, except the cosmic cube might be even stronger. Oh. Do I get points for kind of remembering what the heck the cosmic cube is? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Capable of transforming any wish into reality, irrespective of its consequences. Oh, jeez. So like... Huh, how could we recreate our universe with different actors playing the same roles? Oh, the Cosmic Cube. I'm not sure how much of this is still spoiler-filled, by the way. <laughs> yeah, especially since we've been talking about this for over a half hour now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of like left the movie behind. It was a good movie, though, right? Yeah. It was a good movie. I was very pleased with it. I, I'm very curious I, I, as to how they're going to take this going forward. Yeah, no, I am. I cannot wait for the next movie. It's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, come on. For Endgame. Yes. Yeah. I would like to uh, just, you know. Can we can we just, like, get that out now? Mm-hmm. Please? Yeah, like like I said, like, we don't need any more trailers. We just need the freaking movie. Yeah, don't tease us. No. <laughs> don't, don't just put out, like, here's a little trailer. Here's a little trailer. I'm also surprisingly excited for Detective Pikachu. 
Just, just want to put that out there, right? You saw the preview for it, yes, because it was a preview at at um, Captain Marvel. Like, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. I think it's going to be really cute. Uh, I'm I'm debating it. Yeah, <coughs> it just looks so good. Uh, what was I looking up here? Oh, I was looking up current <laughs> uh, contracts for MCU actors. Like I was sitting there, like, why am I, why am I googling this? And I'm trying to remember what I, you know, because I would Google something, and then I would look at the results of that and try and Google something else. <laughs> you did what? So, so you're looking at contracts? Yeah. What? What are you finding? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's we should probably actually get to topics. Okay, I suppose we can we can talk about like things that actually happened. Speaking of a long time ago. Um, in a galaxy far, far away. No, in dang it, here, here. Um, there was a 19-year-old vulnerability discovered in Winrar. I mean, so there was a vulnerability discovered in Winrar. Yes, because the entire application has been there for over 19 years. Yes. Oops. Who's still using Winrar? I don't know. I, what do I use for zips or rar files? Better use Seven Zip. I think I'm using 7. Hold on, let me see. If you're not using Seven yep. Zip, what the hell are you doing? No, no, I've got Seven Zip going. All right. Man, I'm still rocking PK Zip. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. But if you have WinRAR up, um, and I'm guessing you're still clicking the the box every time it opens, saying no, I'm not going to pay for it. Oh my god, Laura just texted me that the guy who's doing the the mod tutorials she's using for Skyrim uses WinRAR, but has Seven Zip installed. This person needs to be strung up and shot. <laughs> Or just, you know, infected with malware, because evidently you can now get infected with malware through WinRAR, which hasn't been used in 20 years. Oh, jeez. The newest version, version 5.7, that version. Which was released when? Uh, I'll have to, let me see if the, see if I can find when 5.7 was released. Uh... Five point seven version. Oh, you can't even actually download the older versions. They have I'm sure removed. you can. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Yeah. See if the Wikipedia article will tell me. Stable release five point six one was October first, twenty eighteen. So somewhere between October and now is when WinRAR got updated to five point seven. So yes, um, it's recent. It seems. <laughs> Okay, so what what are people good, like doing about it? Uh, okay, five, first off, what happened? Um, there is uh, uh, if you give malicious files a RAR extension, uh, they can automatically extract malware programs using WinRAR. So that if I if I package my my zip and in it I put malicious stuff. Yes. But that stuff is also packaged with an RAR. Then when I unzip the first part, it would unzip those as well? No, no, no. And so install would, them? You would have your malicious files in an RAR extension, and then yeah. you would already have to have access to the computer at the time, because you'd have to put them in the PC startup folder. Okay. So your malicious files would run during startup. So where's the vulnerability? That WinRAR will automatically run files during startup. Ah, how is that different than just having them in there as an EXE? Um, because if they're packaged as an RAR file, they can't be really scanned that easily. Ah, uh, I think. So it's it's that like Windows will be won't even say anything instead of like, hey, this software's trying to run, it'll just run it. Yeah. Because the software that's trying to run is WinRAR. Yes. Okay, that's. 
But yes, you are correct. Not great. You should just run 7-Zip. Seven 7-Zip. Seven so much better than WinRAR. It's smaller. It's faster. It's lighter. It doesn't ask you to purchase the full version every time because there isn't a full version to purchase. <laughs> Would you like to update WinRAR.exe? No! God damn it. I used to use WinRAR all the time. Now, not anymore. Yeah. Um, what else? More malware uh, for your Android device. Google was notified of a, uh, a an adware malware called Simbad. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what adware is. Is it malware that comes across from ads? Is it malware that shows ads? I don't know. It doesn't sound good in either case. Um, and there have been more than 5 million downloads for, like, in fact, uh, there have been a lot more than that. This thing has been downloaded a bunch. That's uh, not good. So there's a list in our in our link of all the software that has this. Uh, adware, or advertising supported software, is software that generates revenue for its developers by automatically generating online advertisements in the user interface of the software or on a screen presented to the user. So yeah, it's software that is not, you know, you don't install, but it's there and is, you know, showing you ads. It will throw ads up on the screen. Yes. Great. Which, yeah. Hello? Just what I want. <laughs> Question for you, Andy. Yes. Since you you tend to have the pulse of the telecom industry a little more than I do. Yes. Um, my phone is a Galaxy S7. Okay. The S10 is out. Yes. Do I go for the S10? Given that, like, thinking about this, 5G is around the corner, 5G-supported devices are going to start coming out soon. If I get the S10, am I going to be, like, left behind? Um... I'm not sure. I would, uh, before I get a new phone, I would wait for the 5G rollout to kind of actually be out. Unless you're willing to, you know, change it in a couple of years. How many years? That's what I'm looking up right now. I'm looking up the timeline for 5G. Uh, Apple's 5G phones are 2020, 2021. Uh Phase two offerings are, yeah, 2020, 2021. So, if, you know, if you're willing to, you know, take the S10 and then in three or four years. years. So three to four years, I'm, I'm actually pretty okay with. I'm just worried that it's going to be like, all right, buy the S10. And then like the S11 is like, we support 5G. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, it will support 5G, quote unquote. But the actual 5G is not really, you know, out. Right. But as soon as they start moving to 5G, the 4G stuff gets cut back. Pretty much, yeah, because why would you upgrade a, the, the previous? <laughs> right. Okay, good to know. Does that I'm make sense? thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steam has announced the ultimate in, in their, like, what they've been working towards for years, Steam Link Anywhere. So this is like Project Stream, but for Steam. Well, so kind of, kind of the opposite, though, because Project Stream is you, you don't have the game, you stream the game from somewhere. Steam Anywhere, Steam Link Anywhere is not only do you have the game, it's on your machine, you're streaming it from your computer to other places. Okay, so okay, so any computer running Steam to any other computer running Steam, any mobile device running Steam Link app, and any Steam Link hardware box. So, Keeping in mind that they, they stopped producing the Steam Links. So it means I could, in theory, take a Steam Link box to a hotel and play games that are on my desktop, assuming my desktop is on and I have a good connection. Yes. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. But then I look at my Steam library and I'm like, how many of these games would I could I really play remotely? Civ. Civ. Yep. Could play Civ. You kind of need a keyboard and mouse for that, though. 
I don't know. It's there. Huh. Yes. Well, no, I'm just thinking about that, you know, it's granted, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, especially, you know, uh, because Xbox just had their streaming update for Xbox Live. Yep. Where they're trying to integrate Xbox Live into Apple and Iowa or Apple and Android devices, and then Google's got their thing coming out. Uh, what two days? Their keynote is the coming up nineteenth. That's at GDC. Yes. So that's yeah, that's like Tuesday. Yeah. That's around the corner. So yeah, so Microsoft's got xCloud. EA is working on Project Atlas because they bought uh, Gamefly. Yep. Valve is doing, yeah, the Steam Link. Amazon and Nintendo are looking at this too. Oh, which reminds me. I think there's a a pattern showing here. We're, oh, what was the what was the thing? It was generation um, subscribe? That's what they were calling the the next generation for of of games? No, for like you know Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, and stuff. There, they were calling it the generation subscribe because oh god, please no, because of like YouTube subscribe, YouTube subscribe, and you know you don't actually own anything. Netflix subscribing, you know, you you don't actually own what you're viewing anymore. Well, but that that's no different than what it was generation rent i think was the other one rent how about digital native i really like that one digital native that works yeah uh thank you gen xers and boomers for destroying the economy is that what we could name them (laughs) destroying the environment the economy the housing market the job market uh colleges and college tuition yeah i like the uh, we just watched the john oliver thing on automation last night yeah. I'm like, oh, as I'm sitting here trying to automate many things at work. Yeah. Because if it automates, then I don't have to worry about it until it's nine to five. <laughs> backup <laughs> and automation. Those those are the two things you need. Yeah. You need to, you know, have a backup in place and automate the access to the backup. Yeah. So if, you know, a transmitter goes off at 3 a.m., everything else will automatically do its thing. And then it'll go, hey, you know, I'm off the air, but the backup's running. We're all okay. And then I, on Monday, can go in there at nine in the morning and go, okay, Say, let's... What happened to the backup or to the generator? Yeah. Yeah. Did I, did I tell you about the... The, the the media conference that I went to and I was talking to one of the um, transmitter manufacturers? No. Okay. Uh, I'm com- curious. The company, so the, you know, transmitters have warranties just like every other piece of hardware. Okay. Uh, but the new transmitters are um, Ethernet connected. So you can opt in to a phone home feature where um, if any of the SNMP flags get tripped, yep. it will phone back to the manufacturer and say, hey, I've got this problem. And if it requires a replacement part, it will automatically generate the RMA stuff for you and automatically start shipping the product to you. So the guy was telling me a story. He got a call from somebody going, hey, I got a fan. And they're like, okay. Why? He's like, no, no, no. You guys delivered me a fan and I don't know why. And they, he, you know, he pulls up the account, looks at the, oh, your transmitter says, you know, fan two is not running at full speed during the, during this thing. So... You're under warranty, so we sent you a replacement fan because, you know, the transmitter was still running at 100%. It was just, you know, the one fan could not, you know, it was trying to get up to full speed but couldn't. Yeah. It was probably a bad bearing or something, so. They just sent him a new one. They sent him a new one. But didn't tra- tell him he was getting a new one. Because the transmitter, you know, just phoned home and said, hey, I got a problem with this fan. It's like, oh, you're under warranty, bing, 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 and they sent you a fan. <laughs> and it's like, 
I, I didn't even know there was a problem. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what, you know, I feel like automation should be for. It's just, you know. I think automation should be so that we, if you don't want to work, you don't have to work. Yeah. And, and I think that we as a culture need to go through a significant shift in order to get to that concept. And the worry of like, well, then no one's going to work. Be like, no, that's, that's not A, that's not how it works. B, so what? If everything's automated and no one has to work, then why work? Do you see do you see bits of the foundation series though popping up or no or no? Uh you mean the fall of society? Yeah. And the fact that like if no one's working then things are going to collapse. The thing is in foundation people were working. Like it wasn't that the the, the civilization was lazy. I guess to some extent there was a part of it where they were talking about how I'm thinking prelude to foundation like someone who was trying to do research wasn't actually doing research he was just reading other research. I don't know. I mean, we're we're either going to fall or we aren't. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We should probably move on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tesla announced their Model Y. Woo! How yeah. are they? Why does Tesla have like three different naming conventions for their cars? Is the Model Y more like the Model X or like the Model Three? It's more like the Model Three, uh, according to Elon Musk. It's like some high percentage of the same parts as the Model 3. So what what makes it the Model Y instead of the Model 4? 3.5? 3.2? 3B? I don't know. I don't know why he called it the Model Y, but it's the Model Y, even though why it Why was like- it the Model X? <laughs> Because it had the falcon wing doors that, on my guess, in his mind, made it look like an X-Wing. He's wrong. I know. So is this the long-range bomber? The the Y? <laughs> if the Model X was because it was an X-Wing. No, no, I thought the, model, I thought the, the B-Wing was the long-range bomber. The B-Wing was the advanced warship um, that was used to replace... It essentially, was, it was, in theory, going to replace a bunch of things. The A-Wing was a small interceptor to get out and engage other starships. The X-Wing was the primary uh, attacker and defender. The Y-Wing was a long-range tactical bomber. The B-Wing was supposed to be... The B-Wing was the F-35 of the Star Wars universe. Oh, okay. It was a multi-role fighter. But it didn't really... Oh, it did great. It, it did absolutely great. Like, don't... don't. It's, it's not a full comparison between the B-Wing and the F-35. Okay. Also, we haven't seen what the F-35 can really do yet. That's true. It's... <laughs> It's been in uh, purgatory for a while. I mean, they're, they're, they've shipped, right? I think so. There are F-35s, and in 35 years, we'll find out how they did when it's finally declassified. They're not going to tell us, Andy, you and me, how the F-35 is performing. Yeah, there are 355 of them as of December 20th. Okay, so they're out there. Yes, okay. But yeah, so the Model Y is the bigger version of the Model 3, but it's not as big as the Model X. So the Y is smaller than the X. Yes. But bigger than the three. Come on. Potential for seven seats. It like everybody's like, yeah, this is like the model Tesla. three, just plump. Bigger. Just yep. plump. Mm-hmm. There are smart people at Tesla. Why did they come up with such a stupid naming convention? I don't know. Uh, the f- uh, at the beginning, the most affordable Model Y will be at 47,000. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're they're planning on having a thirty nine thousand version, but that won't be available right away. Uh, let's see, standard range two hundred and thirty miles, long range three hundred miles. Still not long enough. 
Nope. I need one to be about 450 miles. Does 300 miles get me to Lansing and back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's like Andy. 100 and that's 145, Andy. I think, round trip. Yeah, Lansing is 65 miles from Ann Arbor. Yeah. You're okay. not that much further away. The question is then, can I get from here to Flint and back? Uh, that's going to be a little tighter. No, I'm not. Why did you want me to walk to Flint? Why is that one my current default option? <laughs> See you in a week. 266 miles from Flint and back. All right, hold on. Let's see if let's see if the trip that we took on Thursday we could actually make it. Okay. 317 miles round trip is the trip that we did on Thursday. So, we would have been toast unless there was, you know, an opening available at the IKEA electronic charging station. Yeah, to walk from here to there. Google puts it at 92 hours. Yes, but that's continuous walking, so... Right, and so I'm thinking, like, if you walked, what, like, eight hours a day, that's a reasonable amount to walk in a day, right? Eight hours? I think so, because you're currently walking at three miles an hour. Okay, well, I'm not even worried about the, the, the pacing. Okay. Right, I'll assume Google's right that whatever pace I walk at, 92 hours. So walk at eight hours a day, that's 12 days. So I could leave here, and in two weeks, get to Kalamazoo. <laughs> well, you have fun with that. Let me know how it goes. Well, but... I mean, I'm just thinking about that. Like, that's not, that's a long time, mm -hmm. right? Two weeks of solid walking, but like, that's a long distance. Yeah. That would be two weeks of solid walking. And like, it starts to put it in perspective how people used to like explore. Like, well, how far across the continent can I get in a month? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I need to bring food. Oh, wait, I need a place to sleep. Oh, wait, there aren't roads. Yeah, there was a, uh, the, the Torch Club, one of the last meetings you went to was on the evolution of US uh, 31 and why you know 31 goes where it goes and this that and the other thing yeah it's like oh i don't wonder how far i could get could i keep up that pace eight hours a day of just walking i don't know that way <laughs> what i need you to do dave is next weekend just get up and just start walking just start walking just start walking then call laura and have her pick me up yes <laughs> See okay. how far you can go. It's like, I wonder if I can do eight hours today. I'm just going to start walking. It's got to be some sort of, you know, couch to whatever. Couch to uh, 281 miles. Well, uh, if you're in Vegas, you're not going to have to worry about walking. Yeah. Because the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority has given the Boring Company approval uh, to start building and operating an underground loop that will carry people at the city's convention center. That's neat. Yeah, so there was uh, the the there was basically three things that Boring Company was looking at. One was uh, Chicago, the other one was DC, and the third one um, was Las Vegas. And uh, Chicago is probably going to be dead in the water because uh, Emmanuel is leaving. So uh, the new guys who are running for mayor, neither one of them really wants to put the time and effort into the mm. tunnel from O'Hare. Uh, DC is basically caught up in some environmental stuff. But Vegas was like, yep, yeah, nope, go ahead. Because I guess the convention center in um, D.C. is going to be 200 acres large in 2021. 200 acres. Yes, 200 acres. Uh, I'm trying to remember the size of an acre. Hold on, let me just do it. Two, not kilometer square, mile squared. Uh, 0.3 square miles. 
So not not a, a huge. It's like a half mile on a side. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. No. I mean, it's big, but it's not that big. It's not big enough that I'd need like a specialized transport system inside of it. Well, I think they're going to also try and expand it out to the airport. And uh, okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, the project better. will potentially connect downtown Las Vegas, the convention center, the Las Vegas Boulevard Resort Corridor, the Strip, and the airport. Yeah. But right now, it's just going to be they're going to start the with center. the convention center. Yes. All right. Well, they can do what they want to do. It is Vegas. You know, your resort fees are going to pay for something. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you want to talk about? We should probably start hitting the randos. Uh, oh, there's a funny story. Um, so, uh, take two's stock started to climb. Yeah. Uh, on 4.7% on rumors that Sony Corp is in advanced board level discussions to acquire take two interactive in a mostly cash deal. That would value the company at $130 a share. So take two stocks went up, you know, yeah. On this thing that said, oh, you know, it's, uh, it might get bought. Yeah. Um, so, uh, when people reached out to the guy who, uh, posted this, uh, he said the, the author said he was confused at the sudden attention saying that this is purely unconfirmed market speculation that is making the rounds. He said, I am not the source of this story in any regard and not sure who quoted me as I did not speak with anyone over the phone unless someone saw a trading note that I wrote. Uh, he did release a note today that included a bit of market watch quoted under a heading specifying take two M&A chatter making rounds plus 2.5%, no source, unconfirmed. So somehow this got, you know, somebody read this, posted it in an article, and then the stock went up for it. Um, Artificially inflating it. Yep. And then people were like, well, wait, who sent this and why? And you guys are like, well, I don't know. I didn't really hear much of it. And then they reached out to Sony and Sony's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, you know, craziness. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's stock markets, man. Stocks. Stocks are just crazy. Yep. Okay. So, shall we hit the randoms? Sure. Okay. It is my review. It is your review, yes. I'm going to be doing a part one and part two, kind of a, a before and after, which is, say, an introduction, and then once I get really comfortable with it. Okay. Uh, and I would like to review a site called Firebase. Firebase. And it's not just a site. It is a site with a set of tools. Are we looking at firebase.google.com? Yes. Okay. Firebase is the idea that some Google folk had that, man, it is just so boring doing certain things when you're setting up a new website or setting up new application or setting up some new form of development of like, well, let's see. First thing I have to do is build an authentication system, and then I have to build a database, and then I have to hook it up. And so they made a, a central place that has an API that you hook into that handles a lot of it for you. Like setting up an authentication um, app takes maybe a couple minutes, and you can set the authentication to use email, so you can have like an email user authentication. Google Google Play, uh, Facebook, Twitter, GitHub, or your roll your own anonymous authentication. So they've got basically it's. So what I'm seeing, just clicking through this, it's kind of like I remember the old um, app maker that Google created for Android, Google and MIT. Yep. It's kind of like kind, this, but on steroids. Yeah, this is like way bigger because it's not just the app maker, but it's also like. So if I were, for instance, considering rebuilding RAPodcast.net using this, uh, it has its own file storage. 
So we could we could build the file storage for this. Um, and it wouldn't be file store via FTP. It would be file store via HTTP. But because the files are all stored on this server and the database is on this server and the authentications is like it, it just it handles everything so that you don't have to. And then it has some other like cool things. It has analytics built into it. Uh, it has messaging and cloud messaging and push messaging. You can roll out things to certain users. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it gives you test information. Uh, it gives you debugging information just as part of it. So there's performance measures. So what's the difference between storage and hosting? Between storage and hosting. Uh, oh, on, on Firebase? Yeah. Uh, hosting is if you have an entire website that you would like to run, you can do it through this. So in, sen- in a sense, similar to what we do with RA Podcast, instead of us hosting it on our own other server, I would host it through Firebase. Okay, I see. Yeah. So it's it's cool. I'm getting used to it. It's not the best documented place on the web. Yeah, because there's a... It looks like, yeah, oh, you can do it Firefox, for Firebase, for Android, for iOS, for web, yeah, for yeah. Unity, for C++. It's just like, ah! And, and, like, I've been really spoiled by... Uh, a different like API website. Uh, I've been using discord.js and I've been using their site to do a lot of development for a discord bot. And their site is so well designed as an API, like ridiculously well designed. And I'm getting really sick and tired of trying to go through other APIs and read their, their stuff and be like, I don't know what this does. I don't even know where I'm supposed to be looking for this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in the docs and I'm reading the section on the Cloud Firestore, and I'm trying to find the, like, okay, I found API reference, and then I find for web. Oh, but I don't want web. I want the Node.js API reference, and probably the web one, and be like, okay, so here's the class. But, like, what, and, and here's a bunch of interfaces, and I'm not sure which of these I, oh, my God, I, it's not good. The documentation is not great. I, um, yeah, no, I, I... <laughs> we really should do is uh deal with um things very specific to a very niche industry because some of the stuff that we have documentation wise on broadcasting equipment non-existent oh yeah oh i'm i'm sure it's always fun where you 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 contact the the tech support and they're like no it's not possible to do that it's like no i'm i'm doing it like i'm I'm already doing that yeah but like take a look at the the link i just sent you this is for, for discord.js. Okay. Oh, this is, everything's in a nice list. Yep. Scroll down, there are like examples of some of the different things you can call. Everything is linked properly. All the types are there. It tells you what you need to do. Oh. You're like, how do I use messages? Well, go look at message and you see, okay, message has these properties. It has these methods. Oh my goodness. This is all now, this right here. And yeah, now you, you need to know JavaScript to actually do anything with this because you need to know what the hell it promises. And a deconstructed snowflake. Yep. Well, that's so the deconstructed snowflake is actually specific to uh, this. Oh, okay. But you can go and look at what a snowflake is. Yeah, it's a snowflake listed. Snowflake utility. Uh, there's a type def for oh, snowflake. There's hey, it's in the snowflake utility, and I click. Yep, and it takes you to the type Snow- def. Yeah. 
and clicking the, that one takes me to the actual JavaScript yep. MDN. Yeah. So that's what I've been using for like the last three months. And so now I get to Firebase and I'm like, I how, where? <laughs> um, so I've been watching a lot of videos. So that's that's kind of the initial review is like it's really, really cool. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm I'm excited to learn about it and to dig into it. But like the documentation is gross. Well, what can you do? Just build a new application and host a podcast on it. I uh, how old is this layout? 2007. It's 11 years old. Yeah. Pretty sure this this site is like eleven years old. XHTML one point one. No idea what that means. Yep. But I'm not a. I need to update that copyright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably want to update the. You haven't touched that copyright in six years. In six years. Yep. So maybe the site will change. I, I give it a new look. I don't know what would we what would we change on this thing. I mean everything. <laughs> It will be all different. It, it could very well be entirely different. Are we the at least, functionality would still be there. Should we also at least, you know, create an HTTPS site? We we have an HTTPS site, Andy. How come? Uh, is it just because... We talked about this last week. Yeah. We talked about this literally a week ago. I know. Now I'm just trying to... Uh, wow, I do not see us anywhere in Google search results. Uh-oh. Yeah, if I'm searching for RA Podcast, I am now three... Three pages in, and I still don't see us. Oh, here we are. Page four. Ooh, Resident Advisor Podcast is kind of kicking our ass on search engine optimization. And I went to the the link, and it says not secure. Well, it's because it's probably linked to HTTP RA Podcast. Probably. Wow, they are really like, here we are. <laughs> okay, we've got some work ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Why is it smaller? Why? What? This seems weird. Oh, oh, oh my. I've been zoomed in on our webpage for like a year and a half. <laughs> I just opened it up. I'm like, why is everything smaller? Because I've been, oh shit. Okay. Anyway, random topic? Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Do you support Eric Snowden? Eric Snowden? Yes. Who is who is Eric Edward. Snowden? I know Edward Snowden. Who is Eric Snowden? That's wait, hold on. Is that actually what they hold on, make sure I didn't I didn't mistypo that. Hold on. Let's look. I'm going back to the list. Yep. Do you support Eric Snowden? Making the sure. Senior that's... director of Adobe who's leading the Creative Cloud and Document Cloud. Oh god, if he's Oh, I hate the Creative Cloud. I mean that's an Eric Snowden. I hate the Creative Cloud. I hate it. Why? Um because Adobe wants us to pay on a monthly basis for using their software. Yeah. Per user. Okay. You know how many versions of Adobe Audition that we have currently installed just in the Kalamazoo building? No. 20 copies. Well, that's a lot. Yes. Um, there's also Eric Snowden, the English-born actor. Let's see if I can scroll back. Oh, no, because it's not a... It would be that group chat that he sent to both of us. There's that at? Ah, here we go. Back in September 518. Yep, do you support Eric Snowden? That's what Hans wrote down, so. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know enough about Eric Snowden. I guess I indirectly do, because I purchase and use Adobe products. But I'm guessing he meant Edward Snowden, but if you would like to submit a... uh... A, a new random topic yes about Edward Snowden sure yes. we can answer that too but yes no um, Eric Snowden 
really hate the Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah. Once again, it's that thing of not actually owning the software that you buy. Yeah. You're only renting it. Licensing it, I believe is the term. Tomato potato. <laughs> Which is funny because I Google Eric Snowden and I get Edward Snowden on the list. Yeah, because Eric Holder. Oh, that's probably it. it. Excuse me, it is. So yeah, no, Creative Cloud, don't like it. Yeah. That was a that was a random answer to a uh, random question. Well, that's what it's there for. That's what the random topic is for. Yep. And on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.